Good afternoon and welcome to the business community on Callan FM. With me, Heather Noble. And me, Tracy Jones. And this week, the government has brought forward plans to ban the selling of petrol, diesel and hybrid cars to 2035 instead of the original proposed date of 2040. And Swedish... Swedish, easy for me to say, (laughs) furniture giant IKEA has announced the closure of their Coventry store, which is the first and hopefully the last casualty of its 22 UK stores. And Netflix has come under fire for its apparent avoidance of £13 million in taxation that has been due to their accounting being based in the Netherlands. So, Somewhat closer to home, we found the business brains of the future based right here in Wrexham. And we've welcomed to the studio some children from St Mary's Catholic School. So, who have we got in the studio today? We have Maisie, Maisie, Ella, Alfie and Natasha. Welcome, thank you for joining us. And so, the project that you're doing is called Money, Money, Money. Maisie, tell us a little bit about it. What, what is it? It all started when the Aston inspectors came in and told us that our school was excellent and the teachers invited someone called Pete, who worked at number 22 in a cafe in Teapaub. He told us all about his business and his business is quite special because if you get 10, then you could put one on the board for free and anyone who needed help or who was homeless could go and get one for free. This is 10 cups of coffee, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. And we thought, why not be more like him? And when we make our profit from the business, we're going to give half to charity and half to school, and we're going to pick that charity by having a vote by the QR code, and we're going to scan it and learn about the information. So you're going to look at different charities, and you're going to do a bit of research into what they're all about... But then you'll vote. You said you you vote. Is that right? Yes. Gosh, so you'll be doing voting, right? Okay. Which so you, charity we give the yeah. money to? Okay, so you're going to learn about voting as well as about <coughs> business. Now, Ella, you are making some products. Yeah. Um, what are you making? I'm my group that we are making bird feeders for for our one. Bird feeders. Yeah. Okay, and what are you making them out of? Um, seed. Bird seed, yeah. okay. Do you know how much you're going to sell them for? 70p. 70p sounds like a bargain, don't you think? That's amazing, okay. And who is making them? Is it just you making them? Well, my one of my group members, they've already made one out of a plastic bottle. Are you making these products at home or are you going to making be making them, them in at, school? I'm making them at home. Are you? In, on the kitchen table? And who's helping you? Anybody? My dad helped me. Fantastic. So it's a real family business. Amazing. Okay. Now, Alfie, I know that you have been really busy making your products. What have you made? Pom-poms. Pom-poms. Okay. So those are the little woolen balls, aren't they? And what are you doing with those? Um, We're selling them in Teapalp in... The 14th of February between um, 11 and 2. The 14th of February, which is a special day, isn't it? Because what day is it? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. So if you're looking for a present for Valentine's Day, you need to go to Tipaub. You've done something clever with the pom-poms, haven't you? Haven't you made them into something? Um, Animals. 
Animals, okay. What sort of animals are they? Um, some are koalas, some are cats, and some are dogs. Okay, and then what? A koala sounds like a great one. And then what are you doing with those? You're, are you making them into key rings? Yes. Fantastic. And who's going to buy these key rings from you? Um, people in T-Pulp and um, customers in T-Pulp. Customers in T-Pulp, yeah, because we all need key rings, don't we? To put our house key on, to put our car key on, to put our key to lock up our bike, all of those things. Fantastic. Well done, you. Okay, now, Natasha, you are making a special product. What are you, what are you making? I'm making candles. You're making candles. How do you make a candle? So I've gone to the candle factory and I've got some wax. Yeah. And we get some hot wax. Oh, so we melt it? Yeah, yeah, okay. You melt it in the hot wax and then you put it in the water and then you wipe it and then when you do that three times you go onto the colours. Okay. And then they cut it. Yeah. And then you you can twist it. And then Oh, to make like a fancy candle. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. And then you decorate like you have like this jar thing. Yeah. You decorate the jar. Yeah. And then you put the candle in the jar. And then you can hang it up, and then when it's dry, the candle's dry, then you can take it home. So, are lots yeah. of you making them? Um, my yes, yeah. my group is. Yeah. Okay. Now, one thing that I know that you've been doing is you've been buying things from Nightingales from Nightingale House Shop, and this seems to be a bit of a theme, doesn't it? So, why are you buying things from Nightingales? To help the charity. So we're doing the business while helping the charity too. So you're spending money in the charity, then you're going to sell the products to raise money for charity, and then you're going to give some of that money to school and some of that money to another charity. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. What are you looking forward to most about um, the project, Maisie? I'm giving it to charity. Okay, all right. Ella, what, what do you think is the best bit about all of this? I think my favourite bit is um, making all the stuff. You're enjoying making the stuff, okay. Alfie, what, what are you looking forward to? Selling stuff at T-Pow, I think. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Good luck with that. <coughs> okay, and um, Natasha, what's the best bit for you? Um, probably selling it at T-Pow too. Sell okay, so you're going to make lots of money? Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming to see us today. It's a really exciting project. Good luck with all the different sales. And will you make sure that you let us know how much money you raise and which yeah. charity you choose to give it to because we'd be really interested to know that. Callan FM on 105 FM. We've had a big change around in the studio and we've got more children from St Mary's School in Wrexham talking about their money, money, money business project. Um, we were talking with the other group about what the project is, but you've all got different business ideas, different things that you're working on. So, Ryan, tell us a little bit about what you're doing and, and how that's all working. We are making pencil pots, and so we're making them out of recyclable tins and materials, and we're going to help the people that, don't, that have a lot of pencils and don't know where to put them. 
Okay, so these are going to be tins that can sit on your desk and you can put your pencils and pens in them, I suppose, to keep them tidy. Okay, where are you getting the tins from? Um, we're asking people to donate tins so like they're made out of recyclable ones. Because recycling is really important to you, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. And what are you doing in terms of buying bits and bobs? Are you using ribbon or...? T we're using ribbon and personalising the tins and the pencil pots. And where are you getting the materials from for that? T-Pub and other places. So you're buying things locally? Yes. Because Pete, who came into school, who runs a coffee shop, what did he say about buying things locally? Um, he said if you... In his business, he said if you buy ten coffees, you get one free. And then if someone in need um, gets a coffee for free, they can have it for free. Right. And he also talks, because that's a great thing, he also talks about buying things locally and helping us support a local business, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, and that's what you, sounds like that's what you're doing. Fantastic, Ryan. Okay, thank you very much. Now, Olivia, mm -hmm. what are you making? Bird Feeders. That means we are going to have like, you have a plastic bottle, you can cut the end off, you can stick uh, it to like a plastic, uh, uh, oh like a little tray? Like yes, a like a circle tray. Yeah, yeah, okay. You can stick it, put food in it, mm -hmm. put sticks through so that the birds can stand on it. And then you hang that from a tree or from a yes. post or something in the garden? Yes. Okay. So this sounds like this is recycling again. You're using, you're recycling these plastic bottles, aren't you? Yes. Which is really important. Where are you making these? Some I'm making at home, some I'm making, at, some I'm making them at school. Okay. Who's, is anybody helping you at home to make them? No. Uh, yes, my mum. Your mum. Because my dad's going to work. Yeah, okay, so mum's helping. You're in the kitchen, on the kitchen table, making bird feeders. Yes. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Now, Natasha, you are working with Alfie, who we've already heard from, I think. What are you making? Pom-poms. Pom-poms, okay. And the company, your company name is a fantastic company name. What's it called? Pom-pom Life. Pom-pom Life. I love that. I think that's brilliant. How did you come up with that name? I don't know. I just came up with it. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Now, we've been talking about the community. You've got people who live in the community who are helping you make these pom-poms, haven't you? Yes. Who, who, who are you working with? There's a boy called Lucas and a girl called uh, uh, yep. uh, Astrid and Alfie Des. And then are you going to a nursing home, did you say? Yes. What, tell me a bit about that. Well, we go to a nursing home two two times a week, and we've already made friends there. With some of the people who live there? Yes. Okay, who have you made friends with? Do you know their names? Gwen, Heather, Norma, Nancy. Great. So I bet they love you going in to visit, don't they? Yes. And they're helping you make pom-poms? Yeah. Excellent. That is brilliant. Okay, then Amelia, you've been really busy because you've been doing some market research yes. into your products. So what are you making? Um, jewellery. Okay, tell me about the market research because I know you've been doing that with Zach. So what did you do? 
go, we were going around school to um, ask the teachers how much would they pay for um, for jewelry. Okay, all right. So you were finding out how much people were prepared to spend. Okay, and what else were you asking them? Did you ask them what sort of jewelry they were interested in? Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you're making earrings and bracelets. Necklaces. And Necklaces. Okay. So Zach, tell me a bit more about the jewelry then. The jewelry we're making is handmade. Yep. And you can choose the beads you want, and you can either have the hooks you hook it on to your ears, yep. bronze, silver, or gold. Okay. And. And then necklaces, you can choose what beads you want on the necklaces. Yep. And bracelets, you can choose what beads you want on the bracelets. And when you did your market research, didn't you ask, what did you do? Because how did you know what to make? We did market research on forms on the computer. Yep. And that's how people voted, like our parents voted, mm -hmm. um, to see what what colour would you like your jewellery to be and how much would you pay and yep. what type of jewellery, bracelets, necklaces or earrings, most people voted bracelets. So most people wanted you to make bracelets. What sort of money were they prepared to pay for? £100? £1.50 to £2. Perfect. Okay, so that's really important with business, isn't it? Because you need to know what people want and then how much they're willing to pay for it. Because if you made rings and nobody wanted rings, then they wouldn't sell. That's incredible. Okay. And where are all these things going to be available? Pu for public, they can be in TPOG on Friday the 14th of February, 11 till 2 a.m. Okay. And for friends and family who have people in St. Mary's Catholic Primary School, they can come to the school to buy the products fantastic wonderful thank you very very much that's all really interesting i hope you make lots of money you're going to give some of the money to charity aren't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay will you make sure that we find out how much money you make and which charity you make your donations to yes because yeah. we'd yeah. be really interested to know about that well done everybody thank you very very much thank you Callan fm on 105 fm We've been hearing from the children of St Mary's Catholic School here in Wrexham about the Money, Money, Money project that they've been working on. And we're joined now in the studio by one of the teaching staff who are managing all of, all of their expectations and their activities, Mrs Ruth Edwards. Welcome to the studio. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. We're blown away by the ideas and the, the sentiment of the business that the children are working on. And community is a really important part of this, isn't it? Yes, Is definitely. enterprise on the curriculum? What, 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 where is this coming from? Well, with the new curriculum coming out, um, one, one of the um, um, curriculum areas is, is called Enterprise and Creative Contributors. Um, so children will be ready to play a full part in life and work. 
um, we have a credit union in St Mary's where children are encouraged to save and um, we're having a relaunch in January so with the relaunch we thought how could the children be interested in money and, and how could they um, find a way of, of maybe saving or developing their knowledge about money and so that's why we've come up with our topic money 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 because the children that we've been interviewing they're aged seven and eight so yes. this is really early on in their development yes. isn't it oh it is yes and and that that community element is kind of it seems to be sort of embedded in their thinking yes is that has that come from them or is that something that that the school is delivering to them as something that's necessary or is it part of life nowadays for um, young people? well I think uh, uh, we're a Catholic school you know we, we um, we've got lots of you know we always try to help people we're, we're a very caring school we, we like to share um, we work very closely with Dee from Kais who's a, a part of the homeless charity in Wrexham and then the children came up with an idea in September called um, Helping Hands, where we where could we help in the community? So we go to two local um, nursing homes um, every other week, Hillbury House and Baytree. Um, the children have become friends with the residents. The residents love to see them. Um, some of the residents don't speak English. Um, we've got children who can speak to one of the residents. She hadn't spoken for a long time. Um, some of the residents um, ha don't have visitors because their children or family live in different countries. So the children have built a really good relationship with those residents. So that's part of our community work. Mm -hmm. um, and we thought, how can we... Sometimes there's a, a negative attitude about Wrexham. Um, and we thought, you know what, we're an excellent school. Wrexham, let's, let's, Wrexham has got good things about it. So we like to go on local walks. We like to use the local museum. We like to use local businesses. Um, we had a topic where was it cheaper to buy online or to shop local? Um, and if it isn't cheaper to shop local, you get um, you get a hello. You get you if you're an elderly person, you might get a conversation with that with the person yep. in the shop. Um, so it all stemmed from there, really. And it sounds like the local business community are engaging with the project as well. Yes, Because the children have been talking about yes. Pete, um, who, who runs a coffee shop. Yes. And also the businesses that you're going into and supporting. Yes. So Pete came into school from number 22 in t Uh The children were really interested in his business. Um, we, you know, society at the moment can be a lot of greed. Um, and the children were really interested in Pete's business where he, yes, he makes a profit, but he gives some of his money back to charity. And the children were really interested in that. And we said... Um, having a local business is not always about being greedy and how much money you can you can get. Um, so then we um, went for a local walk, tried to get some of our things from local shops to support. We went to Nightingales to buy some of our products, and then we can um, make our products from what, what we bought from Nightingales. Fantastic. So we want the children to make as much money as possible and, and feel do. as successful as, as possible. So... Give us it from the horse's mouth once again. Where can people buy the the products that the children are making? So they can come to Tea Paub on 14th of February, 11 o'clock until 2 p.m. There will be some Valentine's uh, type theme products for sale. Um, and parents of St. Mary's can come to our school on Thursday, the 13th of February to buy things in the afternoon. Fantastic. Okay, a really good initiative. Well done, you, um, for for getting it off the ground. And uh, I guess that you'll be rolling this out every year now, or, or similar theme. Similar theme, yes, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, the children have been really, really um, excited. Um, so yeah, let's hope it's a success. 
So a project like this um, doesn't just happen on its own. It takes a committed team of people to, to pull it all together. So we, we know that you've been instrumental in, in um, getting the project off the ground. Who else back at school do we need to give a name check to? Oh, we definitely need to give a mention to Mrs. Um, Ellen Asprey. She's the other year three teacher with myself and, of course, all the children. Um, year three have two classes, Dosbath Taff and Dosbath Cluedog. And the um, children have been really, really excited. Also, um, there's lots of uh, teachers and teaching uh, assistants in the background. Right, okay, all right. So if you if you didn't join us today and you are a member of, of any of these businesses, then well done you, fantastic work. Um, we really look forward to seeing how much money you make and how much money you give back to the, the local community. So well done, everybody. Thank you for joining us, Ruth. Thank you. You're listening to the business community on Callan FM. Weren't they great, Heather? They were so lovely. They were they thought through so much about what they were doing. They were yeah, they were a delight. And of course there's a whole load of them. We only had nine of them. You know, yeah. there's, there's there's two classes, two classes, classes working full that have been working They're on. Absolute credit to the school yep. and uh, yep. I, I thank St Mary's for getting in touch. And if your school's doing anything exciting, if you're involved in entrepreneurship projects, then do contact the radio station. Uh, we'd love to talk to you and particularly to the young people who are actually doing the projects. Yeah. So other news this week, I spotted an article on Inc.com. It's called the 2020's Hottest Industries. And I don't think they mean temperature here. They've spoken to industry experts and they've done a detailed breakdown of the eight industries most primed for great new entrants and a breakout year. Oh, crikey. Okay, what sort of things are they talking about? Clean water services. Gender neutral personal care. Gun violence prevention. This is where I clicked that it's an American list, but yeah. still yeah, yeah. relevant around the world. Yeah. Healthier junk food. Next wave logistics. Pet wearables. Well, anything to do with pets. I, th- I think you're onto a winner yeah, for definitely. many years to come. Space technology and con- uh, sustainable consumer goods. So there's a couple of those things I wasn't quite sure about. I think you can guess for most of them. However, um, next wave logistics um this is growing because truckers are producing more and more data on driving times miles driven engine performance and it's all used to actually help them to to um, plan logistics and it's it's sort of a, a big area where they're helping software companies are helping shippers and freight companies to optimize the movement of their freight services. So it's so a more joined up approach rather than once upon a time a lorry would drive to Scotland and then drive back and if it was lucky it would pick up a load to return. This is much more about joined even, up yeah, thinking. Even more than that. So I think it's pretty joined up at the moment. So what they're talking about here really is is the next step, obviously, yeah, next, next wave, wave logistics. Yeah. And uh, pet wearables. I wasn't quite sure what these are, but it is literally that. You know, we wear the... The um, the health and wellness monitoring devices. Yeah. Well, you can get them for your animals as well. Um, monitor their physical and mental health. Oh, now I thought it was dress your cat as Santa or <laughs> or put your dog in a, a, a you know a barber jacket or something. But it's not. It's no. wearables as in yeah. these devices. And key to that is location trackers. 
because my kids are fascinated. They want to know where the cats go. I can fairly confidently say that at least one of my cats doesn't go very far at all because he's on the sofa when we leave the house. He's on the sofa when we get back. He's pretty much there all day, all night, I think. So I think you might be wasting your money on a tracker for him. But I think that's a really interesting market. Although I, I saw an article this week about trackers that you put in the shoes of people who have um, memory loss or dementia. What a great so idea! So that yeah. if they do go missing, you can you can track where they are. So I suppose it's it's all the same technology, isn't it? As long it? as they're wearing the shoes, you can well, yeah, track them. Perhaps yeah. slippers might be better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what have you got, Heather? Uh, so um, I picked up on a story from the BBC uh, Monday. Um, the third was National Sicky Day. So this is a bit like the Blue Monday thing, where this is a day when people um, are likely to phone in sick because they've just, well, they're just experiencing too much. So it was an IT company called Insight who um, did some research. They spoke to 1,246 adults and they did it during a week in, um, in January. And what they were interested in is some of the reasons why people might throw a sickie or might not throw a sickie. Um, they, ACAS say that employers have a duty of care to their employees to look after their safety and well-being, and this includes their physical and mental health. Um, in the survey, a quarter of people who responded said they'd taken a sick day in the last year. Sorry, they hadn't taken a sick day in the last year because doing so felt too painful. Um and some said that they felt overworked uh, or that poor systems and processes made it hard to get work done. Uh, but 37%, this is the worrying one, said that they had come into work in the past year despite feeling sick. Yeah. Uh, so they talk in the article about um, some of the things that, you know, things that people phone in, reasons for being sick, stomach tr trouble, coughs and flus, headaches, etc., um, but the, I mean, I remember the days when you had a sick allowance, you know, sick days allowance and people would sort of bolster their holidays with that. Whereas now you get people who go into work because the consequence financial or otherwise is, is, is a bit much. Uh, and then joining on from that, uh, I saw a story in psychology today, which is about, um, the first step in tackling workplace stress. And they're talking about, understanding what causes stress rather than just being stressed and then dealing with it what are the potential causes there are a whole number of things it could be that your job is boring uh, it could be that um, it's monotonous uh, it could be that you've got too much work not enough work that you're under pressure and then you get into the whole the environment the people that you work with etc and and then inadequate pay you know, so of course, financial implications for people. The, the list is endless, isn't yes. it? And also, it's not the same for everybody. No, and One the size key doesn't fit all with that. Totally. And the key is, they are stressors. That's not stress. They're things that cause stress. Uh, and so, it, again, with any of these things, it's about the awareness of where these issues might might come from. Um, once you know that, you can start to do stuff to make it you know, make it a bit more interesting. Recognise that this is something that might be a challenge for somebody. Okay, I'm leading on from that then. Did you know that today is Time to Talk Day? 2020? Oh, is this a mental health It day? is Time to Talk Day. Is, um, 
the, it's about helping people to choose to talk about mental health and help change lives. And um, their tagline is time to change. Let's end mental health discrimination. Uh, just looking at their website, it's time hyphen to hyphen change. So time to change dot org dot UK. And I've, I've got to say, even if it, you feel like you're too late, you're not really too late. This is all about raising awareness. Mm. You could have time to talk day tomorrow. You could have it next week. You can yeah. have it every day. There are lots of resources on the website and stories and different ways for you to get involved. So as always, get, get and have a look at the website there. See what resources can help you in your workplace. There's some videos and there's there's a whole load of posters and printable materials, conversation starter guides that you can download just to get people talking. I think that that's a rather excellent website and we will put a link for that on our rather excellent website. Did you see what I did there? It's very clever, very clever. <laughs> so our podcast and blog will be on our website as usual on our 101st, 101th what do you say? How do you say? 101st, I 101st think. 101st show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our website is thebusiness.community. In the discovery section this week, I found something that I didn't, it, I didn't even know it was something that I would find useful. Uh, there are so many apps out there. We're, we've often talked about various apps that you might want to use for your business. And I, I don't know about you, but I get a bit overwhelmed by them all because I keep downloading apps and then not using them. We've talked about this quite a lot. <laughs> Evernote's still going well, by the way. Oh, well done. Uh, so this is a website called getapp.com. A website? It's a website, okay. yes. Not an app? It's not an app. Well, no, it's a website. It's a website. Sorry. It may exist as an app, but I found the the website version. Okay. Um, and basically what you do is you put in some information about your business, you know, how many employees you put, you can put in what apps you currently use, what software you currently use. Oh, I'm looking at the website now. Are you? Mm. And then they've been recommending software for 10 years, apparently. Um, and then it throws up a whole list of apps that you might find useful within your business. So there are some that are free, some that have a free trials, some that are subscription, et cetera, et cetera the different devices that um, that you might need. And then it talks about um, the different type of organisation that you might be. But it, it it has all sorts of things. So some of the ones that, that you know, we've come across before, I think we've mentioned um, Zendesk, for example. Um, but there are, there's just a whole range. Wow, I'm just looking now. The there's categories. Millions. There's it's given Loads. me on my business and I literally put in very little information. It's given me 165 apps that I might find useful. Um, and so is this just a, going to be another time sink or do you think the recommendations are right for you? I think they have the potential, yeah, to, to be right. I mean, yeah, who knows? But what I think it does is actually if I, I, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about what information I would put in, but if I actually went there and was a bit more strategic and thought a bit more about what I was sharing, um, I think that the the recommendations would be a bit more tailored. And then there are reviews of the different apps. So, And then you can compare different ones. So it's quite a sophisticated yeah. tool. Well, Following on from the discussion we had about pet wearables, I've just clicked on the link that I, I said I um, was looking for pet grooming software. Okay. And it, it's got 25 different apps that might be useful to me if I'm running a pet grooming business. Right. There you go. 
yeah. for example. Yeah. But there's all sorts of different businesses. The mind boggles. Yeah, so I, th- I think, you know, it's great that somebody's gone to the, the trouble of, of building it. I don't know if all of the apps are, you know, if they're accredited in some way or if, you know, some of them might just be literally had been built by some bloke. But they have reviews. So SharePoint, for example, um, which is a content management platform, that's got two, th- two and a half thousand people that have endorsed it and it's got four out of five stars. So, I th- yeah. I think if you're looking, if you know you need to be a bit more efficient or you need to do a certain thing, um, this could be a good starting point. Excellent. Yeah. I'm going to go and go, probably go down a, war, a you'll rabbit You'll be in there worrying. for days, yeah, won't you? I will, anyway. <laughs> and you'll be reviewing all the apps over coming weeks. <laughs> That's an excellent idea, isn't it? <laughs> Show 1000. Tracy's still looking through the list on GetApp. <laughs> well, I can't, Heather, I'm too busy. I'm reading a book. Okay. And... Interestingly enough, um, I was at the hairdressers um, this week and I had the book with me because I was reviewing it. I needed to read it. And my hairdresser said, I'd read that book. I said, why why is that? She said, I like the colour of the cover. Bright green with a pink spine. I really attracted her, yeah. Lime green front. And yes, this fluorescent sort of pink Pink. spine. Um, And... It's very eye-catching, yes, and it does. It made me smile as well. However, the content is very good. Okay. We have talked about this lady before. We've talked about the podcast, haven't we? Uh, Elizabeth Day is the lady, and she's got. Uh, she's a writer, and she's also got a podcast where she interviews her celebrity friends, essentially. But uh, yes, they are, aren't they? Really, she's got a lot of celebrity <laughs> friends. Uh, she she uh, interviews these people to talk about their failures, and not not. For any other reason, really, apart from she thinks it's really important for you to learn from your failures and to see that you can learn from other people's failures and to see that you can move through a failure and and there is life after failure. And uh, I've enjoyed the podcast. I've I've mentioned before about various ones that I've listened to, for example, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, yes. Yeah, and um, Nigel Slater particularly enjoyed those. But the book is lovely. It's really well written. I've not finished it yet. So I'm inviting you, dear listener, to join me and Heather, because Heather's got the book as well, uh, to to read through it and to let us know what you think. The book is inspired by the podcast. And she talks in the the initial parts about the reasons for this project. It's really the podcast came before the book. So she's explaining how she came up with the idea for the podcast and some of the challenges. But the very first chapter really struck me um she was describing her childhood and it's called how to fail at fitting in and it's just beautifully well written it's really absorbing and i i really felt for her uh she she actually moved to northern ireland in 1982 when she was four and her dad was a, a surgeon a consultant surgeon and he obviously um would have plenty of work to do in the mm, hospitals in northern yeah. ireland and and she was describing how fitting in with an English accent at at the height of the troubles, how difficult that was for her. Not in a pity me sort of way, but just explaining and, and helping us to understand how she's come to understand how she learned different ways to fit in. Yeah. So she was she was in Northern Ireland fitting in as a four year old. She went to a boarding school in England after that, but then didn't feel like she was fitting in 
because she'd not grown up in England, even though she had the right accent there. She hadn't grown up there. And she, she talks about different ways that she's then learned to listen in order to, to step back from a situation and understand how to fit in but by just observing and listening to people and then fitting herself into the scenario. But it was very lovely. It was interesting. One, one line particularly caught me. She said, I wanted to change and to blend in, and yet I had no idea how to pretend to be someone else. In fact, there seemed to me to be something fundamentally dishonest about even attempting it. I was living in a society where there were so many different versions of the truth and where danger lay in the silent shifting gap between these truths that the same time I was wanting to fit in. I also had an innate desire to hold on to the one thing I knew was me, my voice. I was a conflicted, unhappy mess. And the, the whole book is written along those lines. So it's really nice. I haven't got very far into it, but I do know it's one of those books that I will at least read ooh, three quarters of it before I'm distracted by something else. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a Sunday Times bestseller. You can't miss it if you're looking for it on the shelves. It's got a fluorescent pink spine and a, a lime green front. It's called How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. Well, we're just about run out of time. Yeah, we were going to profile somebody quite important, weren't we? But actually, I felt that the children we were interviewing were far more interesting and far more important than this person we were going to profile. Yeah, I mean, they were they were amazing. I mean, the whole thing about the business is very much about the community and sustainability. And yeah, they, they totally got, yeah. got it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, a lot of stuff about business that you see on the TV is is about money, money, money and, and greed and growth. And, and it's quite selfish, some of it, you know, so you look at The um, the Apprentice or even Dragon's Den and it, it's you, you don't really get the sense of the community so much in there. But these kids just accepted it as, as that is normal and that's right. And that was lovely to see. For sure. Before we came on air with them, um, I mentioned to them, oh, yeah, I said, oh, you know, you've got your business ideas and you're going to make lots of money. And they said, we're giving we're giving half the money to charity and keeping some for the school. I was like, it, there was no, admittedly, they're seven and eight years of age, but <laughs> yeah. it was just lovely to see that it's all about the community. It's, but they're going into nursing homes and engaging with, el, you know, older people. Um, oh, yeah, it just it just had a really lovely feel. It was a very different slant on business, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and it's really refreshing to see as well. It gives me a lot of hope for um, future generations of business leaders. And let, let's hope that some of them come from those two um, classes in uh, St Mary's. And then we can invite them onto the show and say it all started with that all started uh, money, here. money, money project. Yes. Do you remember? And they'll go, nope, not got a clue. Nope, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So that was our 101st show. I'm not going to say 101th again. No, 101st show. And, and this one, along with all of our back catalogue, is available on our website, thebusiness.community. You've been listening to The Business Community with me, Tracy Jones. And me, Heather Noble. Join us again next week for more news, views and reviews from the world of business.